Hello, welcome to the Thursday, October 13th edition of the OSU Sports Extra podcast. I'm Patrick Prince, joined as always by Oklahoma State beat writer Kelly Hines. Kelly, we've kind of had a trick hooking up this week, but always good to be with you. Uh, big game this weekend on the road at TCU, uh, OSU's toughest test of the season so far, I think it's fair to say. Uh, both teams ranked, both good offenses. How do you see this one shaking out? Yeah, I mean, it's just like crazy to see all of the parody in the Big 12 when like week after week, you're like, this is the biggest test. This is going to be a really big test. And, and, and that's true. Um, but TCU, um, what, you know, they've been able to do in the first season under a new head coach, um, that's super impressive. Um, it's still kind of early, but um, they've definitely um, found ways to win games. And that's been um uh, something I, I didn't really expect necessarily, but the Big 12 is crazy this season. So, um, but obviously when when you have a quarterback like Max Duggan, um, who um, I think is kind of comparable to Spencer Sanders in some ways and, and probably has been underrated. I, I don't even think he started the season as, as the number one guy and to see him um, make plays kind of sim similar to Spencer Sanders. He's just kind of a gamer type uh, quarterback. Um They've been really impressive on offense, obviously. Um, defensively, um, you know, Joseph Gillespie, who I covered at Tulsa for like a million years. Um, okay. He's their yeah. defensive coordinator. And Carlton Buckles, who also was, was a secondary coach at, at TU for a couple of years, he's, um, you know, there also. So um, that defense kind of reminds me of, of Tulsa's because of similar schemes, um, which, uh, you know, I wouldn't say it's an advantage or, or disadvantage because both teams kind of are familiar with each other. Um, TCU's defense, you know, they Tulsa played obviously Oklahoma State um, in recent seasons. So um, they kind of have a feel for OSU's offense, but in that same vein, you know, OSU has a feel for that type of defense because they played Tulsa. So um, I think it's a really good matchup. I think these teams match up really well. Um, and I, I have, uh, no feel for how things are going to go because things are a little unpredictable. But I think that this um, this will be a really good gauge for both teams. I feel like in the last few weeks, we've gotten a better feel for, for what OSU is um, and kind of their identity. But um, this test is, is, you know, it's on the road. And, um, you know, this is a really significant game in the big picture of, of the Big 12. Yeah, I, I... You've seen every minute of every game, Kelly, but, and I haven't seen quite as much as you have, but I, I really like this team. I, I really do. I mean, uh, they're ranked eighth, so other people do too, obviously, but, you know, Spencer Sanders seems more mature. He seems just better in every way. Um, he, he seems like he's making even better decisions maybe than he has. Not that he was making battles, but he just he just seems better. And I feel like the defense is maybe, maybe a little better than we thought it was going to be given some of their losses. Um, I mean, is that all fair? I just I yeah, think, I think that's fair. I feel like this team has come together really well. Um, even those areas that were big question marks you know, going into the season, um, how are those linebackers going to do? Um, yeah. You know, the, the the secondary, how is that going to go? Um, all of those things that we were kind of concerned about going into the year, um, I feel like you know it's it hasn't gone perfectly. There have been moments in games when. Um, you know, you're like, oh, that they, they just gave up a big play or, you know, just like the offensive line gives up, gives up a sack. But I feel like they've really learned how to respond to those moments. And um, it's a really interesting mix of maturity and, and experience that I think probably a lot of teams have. But yeah. when, when it's kind of that way, um, you really like lean on those veterans to um, 
you know, get through it. And I, I really feel like um, most position groups, there's the veteran who's helped, you know, get through that. And like, like at safety, you know, Jason Taylor is a guy who, who has a lot of experience has been a, a really good playmaker and he's helping those other safeties along. Um, and I, I feel like that's probably been, um, you know, one of the more impressive things about how the season has gone is it, it hasn't always been perfect or pretty or all of those things, but they've just been really effective and they've, they've recovered well from mistakes. And I think um, you don't always have to be this dominant. I I don't think it's, there's an, there are so few teams that are going to be dominant anyway. I don't know if there's anyone really like that this year, even Georgia, you know, has had moments in games where like, Oh, they look vulnerable, but OSU I think has been solid on the whole. And that's, that's what you need. And, and TCU, this thing, you know, I, I feel like um, just finding way to, ways to win games, um, that's what matters. And, and you're you're learning more about your team as you go on. But um, you have to be, like, feeling pretty good considering um, they've had some really big tests already. And they've, they've been able to prevail in those games. I have no idea what the second half of the season is going to be like. But um, I just feel like to this point, um, things have come together really well in a way that um, – you wouldn't necessarily have been able to predict for, for the first half of the season. Sure. Now, uh, Kendall Daniels will miss the first half of Saturday after getting targeting penalty last week. Uh, who's going to step in and how does that affect things on defense? Yeah, it just means, um, you know, he's, he's uh, not going to be part of that rotation. You know, he's kind of split time with, with Sean Michael Flanagan, who I think has played really well. Um, and so I'm not sure who that next player is um, behind those two, but um, I feel like um, Flanagan's going to be out there for, for probably most of the first half. And, and I think it'll be nice when you get to the second half and you're able to bring those guys in because I think they're, they're um, fairly comparable. Um, I, I think that's why they kind of split time. And that's what you need is, you know, look at the, the game last week. Um, 104 plays, you know, the defense was out there for, that's going to be tough for, for safety for really anyone to be out there for all of that. Although uh, Jabbar Muhammad played um, all 104 snaps at corner, which is crazy um, and did really well. Um, But I feel like just having that um, ability ability to rotate guys, um, especially in the secondary, I think that's so big. Um, It does hurt, you know, not having Kendall out there. I think that um, I've really enjoyed seeing him play, um, you know, these first few games of the season because he, he has, like, you see moments where you're like, that's, that's a, a he's like literally growing up on the spot. You know, I feel like that's yeah. what he's been able to do. And that was really unfortunate with, with the targeting, I, I it, you know probably was targeting, but, um, you, you learn a lot from that. I mean, he's only a redshirt freshman. Um, right. and so huh. I, I really have been impressed with him though, because he's, he's made, um, big plays and, um, there are other things that he obviously needs to work on, but that's true of everybody. So, um, Mike Gundy, I think last week, um, described him as somewhat reliable, which I thought was a really like funny thing to say. It's like, he's, yeah, he's kind of, he's kind of reliable. Like you're either like reliable or you're not, but, um, I, I really feel like Kendall is going to end up being a special player. He kind of reminds me of Kendarin Ray at Tulsa, like a guy who came in, like, um, played quite a bit, um, like early in his career and just continued to develop. And they, there's just like something about them that, um, they just have some um, similarities. Um, just someone who you feel like is going to be a factor later in their career and, and even early in their career. But 
Um, I think uh, they'll be able to get through that first half with, with Flanagan. I feel like um, yeah. it's just, they're just going to have to, he's just going to have to play a lot. That's the yeah. kind of what it is. Fair enough. So you wrote about Bryson Green this week, and I'm, and I'm reading that story and reading about the depth at wide receiver, and I couldn't help but think of Braylon Presley out of Bixby. You know, of course, here in Tulsa, we've been reading and writing about and seeing the Presleys for seems like 10 years now. Um, but anyway, so that's the first thing I thought. I was like, what about Braylon? I know he's young, still a freshman. Um, might we see him this year, or are we probably not going to see him this year? I would love to see Braylon um, get some snaps. I don't know exactly what that's going to look like. Um, I don't know if that's going to, you know, just be because of the the parity in the Big Twelve. Like, you're probably not going to have many opportunities to have like a big lead. You know, that that I think a lot of these games you're going to have to grind it out, and they're going to be somewhat close. Even you know that Texas Tech game wound up being like a ten point like mm-hmm. margin of victory, and it there were some tense moments in that. Um, yeah. So I, I really think that Mike Gundy is probably waiting for um, like an opportunity to kind of see what he could do. Like with the offense, obviously he had a really big moment, you know, downing that, that punt in the Baylor game. Um, He's just a very smart player, um, but he's also very versatile. I personally would like to see him um, because of the depth at um, the receiver positions. I would like to see him maybe used in a, in a different way. Um, I don't know if they really need him at receiver. I do think that he would bring something else to the table with, with you know, getting some carries. I feel like he's totally. a little bit different from what the other running backs would be. Um, and I think that he has he showed during his whole career at Bixby that mm-hmm. he, he could be a guy like that. Um, I, I just don't know necessarily that he's going to get those opportunities this year. Um, it is interesting to me that he's um, he's not redshirting, but he's not being used on offense, at least to this point. So, um, you know, using him on special teams, I, I think that he brings something to the table there, even if it's not, you know, as a returner. Um, I just I I I think just because we're, we've been so aware of him and, and you know the whole family for so long that um, we probably like, you know, feel differently or feel stronger about it than, than the average person. But I, I know that he he would be a really dynamic weapon. And like, I obviously have no business coaching football. Um, but if I were uh, a football coach, I'd be like, we will find a way to use him. You know, I just, OSU has a lot of weapons. So um, That's right. That's right. with with all of the other, I mean, you look at all of the the talent at every receiver and Jaden Bray has barely played and he's, he's a big time right. weapon. Um, I just don't know how, how you can, you know, find a place for, for Braylon in that rotation at this point in his career. And you know how Mike Gundy is. He's like, um, you know, he doesn't really like talking about freshmen. He's like, they're so young. They haven't been, been through our program long enough. They, you know, they don't understand things. And, but I feel like Braylon is not your average (laughs) freshman. So um, I don't know if that answers your question. I don't, I just don't know that he will, he will be used on offense um, much this season, but I do think the future is extremely bright for him. Um, and I, I personally would, would love to see what he could do. Yeah. I can't, can't, can't wait to see him. Uh, well, speaking of Mike Gundy, he, uh, dropped a little nugget on you guys. You never know with him. You just never know. You know, when Mike Gundy's in a good mood, which he is this year, you just, you just never know. He'll, he'll tell you stuff. He really will. You know, like, it's just, you know, when he said that we were all like, wait, what? Like, because he's like, oh, I don't remember what year it was. It was like a decade ago, you know, and I was like, like Googling on my phone, like, no, like that, that, 
that was like right after like you know you had that incredible 2011 season and then you know but like the timing of it is what kind of was interesting to me like um so Tampa Bay fired their coach the, the same day that OSU won the Fiesta Bowl um and then you know Mike said that he he had three interviews with with the Buccaneers you know um during that time but then like it was I think five days later that um like OSU announced that he uh signed an, an eight-year contract extension so it's like you know he he talked to them for a while but then like pretty rapidly it was like um okay no like we're gonna you know get this extension done so um I thought that was interesting because I would have never expected I mean 10 years ago like that sounds like a long time ago, but it's really not that long ago. Um, I would have never have thought that even 10 years ago that he would have been remotely tempted by the NFL because he talks all the time about, oh, I'm, you know, I've never coached in the pros. I don't know what that's like. And, you know, when, when people ask about, you know, his former players being in the NFL and, and he kind of dismisses like questions because he's like, oh, I don't, I don't know anything about pro football. But you, like, you, you knew enough to like, at least be interested in a job, a head coaching job. I mean, that's crazy. Like, um, that was, that was really surprising to me because, um, and I, it's always hard to know how serious any of that stuff is. Um, I, I feel like, you know, maybe at that time, you know, he felt, um, underappreciated or had some friction with, with, you know, his athletic director or those sorts of things and was coming off a really good season and maybe knew that the next season it was going to be a bit of a step back. Um, but that was, that was quite the revelation. And, um, you just think about how things could have changed. I mean, OSU, I don't think would be in the same spot it's in now if, if he would have left. I think it, it, we're seeing, you know, coaching changes, like it's hard to keep that, um, that success like sustained. I think that's really difficult. So, and I, I don't know that it would have been a good move for him. I mean, you look, um, I think, Tampa Bay has had like four different head coaches, you know, during this past, past decade. Like that's, that's saying something. Um, I feel like in that hire um, didn't really work out that they, they made at that time. Um, so I, that was just, um, it just shows you that you, even if you think, you know, what's going on, you don't like stuff is going on behind the scenes that none of us are aware of and it may never come out and that's fine. But um I just, I, I would never have expected him to be tempted by the NFL and, and how tempted he was, we'll never know. I mean, it, I think it worked out really well for him and for OSU for him to stay, but you know, that, that contract deal, you know, got, got taken care of like real fast during that time. And, you know, as it should have coming off the year. That oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, he needed you know, that anyway, but like, yeah. you know, if, 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 he wasn't happy at that time. Like that wasn't anything that was obvious. Like that was such, such a memorable season. And, um, you know, but maybe he was like this, this is going to be difficult to have another year like this. Like we've, we've got to that point and um, it's, it's going to, this is a, a once in a decade or however many year season and I'm ready for a different challenge. I built this up to what it is and um, maybe it's time for me to, to look somewhere else. But um, he just is a, he's such a good college coach that um, so many of the things that he's great at, I don't know that that would transfer over well to the NFL, but I mean, in, in the, 
At the same time, like really what he's been able to do over the last few years is delegate so much that um, he's not as stressed out. And I feel like that's probably how it is for an NFL coach. Um, like you don't have to worry as much about like your, your guys, you know, getting in trouble on Saturday night on, on the strip and all, all of those things that come with being a college coach, making sure they're going to class. Like I feel like um, the program is run really well now that it's probably not that much different from a professional organization. You're just dealing with, with, you know, kids who are in a very formative time in their lives. But Mike is so good at um, dealing with, with um, college players that I don't know that it would be as, um, enjoyable for him, like the process, um, with the NFL. I just feel like he loves to see those guys develop and grow. Literally they're growing up like during their time in the program. And I think that he, he is really good at, um, running a, a college program. And I, I, at this point on, I, I mean, it was someone's, he said, um, oh, I, something to the fact, like, you know, I thought about it, but that was then I, I wouldn't think about it now, something like that. And it wouldn't make any sense for him to do it now. I feel like, um, realistically, he's going to stay at OSU until he retires. And I know that like, we often are, are naive to think things like that, but at this point where he is, and he said it recently, you know, I, I don't have to, um, I can enjoy this, this program where it is now. I don't have to stress over the things I used to stress over. And he's right. Like this should be, um, you know, th these next 10, 15, however many years he continues coaching, he's built the program to what it is. It's, it's like a machine. You just, it just keeps running. So I feel like, um, him staying at OSU, as long as everything goes the way he's, you know, the, with the administration, they're all, all on good terms now. Obviously, you know, things can change at any point, but I feel like um, the support that he has from, from the top, um, like, why would you go somewhere else? Like, it wouldn't make any sense. Do you really think he might coach that much longer? Because that, that was my next question. If, if you were to just hazard a guess, I mean, you know, because, you know, he's been there so long, but it, at some point, the Mike Gundy era has to end. Even, I mean, but like you said, he looks good. He's going strong. I mean, he's, he's doing great. His kids on the roster, another ones that still are high school. Um, but how much longer do you see him coaching? I would definitely expect him to um, keep coaching. Like if, if his, if his younger son Gage, like, you know, goes to OSU, um, which, you know, probably a lot of people expect that I would expect him to coach at least through that. So that's like what another like five years or something. Yeah. Um, but you know, he's 55, he's in great shape. He's in really good spirits. I think he's enjoying the job and, um, you know, as long as you're winning, everything's great. Um, so, you know, if, if they are able to keep this going, which, you know, having 16 consecutive winning seasons, that's incredible. Um, if they're just able to keep going and he's enjoying it, I, I could see him coaching for like 10, 15 more years. I don't think that that would be um, crazy. Um, you know, he, he just seems really happy and really comfortable right now. And, um, you know, whenever I was on the beat before, it just didn't seem that same way. He seems stressed and um, tense and, you know, things that, that are normal for, for someone who's under pressure and, um, maybe just not completely happy at that time. Um, but I, just how he's been, um, this year, I'm like, why would you not want to keep doing this? He just, he says he doesn't have to do a, a whole lot. You know, <laughs> he's, he's making like $7.5 million and they're winning games. Like, 
why not keep coaching? Sure. All right. Safe travels to Fort Worth. Uh, Garen Eming is going down there with you, correct? Garen, Ian, and me, we're going to have a great time. All right. So we'll have photo there. We'll have calmness. We'll have you as always. Uh, safe travels. We'll catch up next week. Thanks for the knowledge. No problem.